0: Welcome to the Cubed Audio Show. Whether you are an entrepreneur, an influencer, a sole trader, starting your first business or currently running a successful business, Cubed's got you covered. We discuss topics around accountancy, tax, business advice, raising investment, helping you to manage your wealth, and marketing to scale your business. Before we start we would like to inform you all our audio shows are subject to be recorded. By accepting an invitation to speak, you are granting us permission to record your presence. So let's get this show started.
1: So, guys, welcome, welcome to Cube Show. And um, today's topic is fairly interesting. I tell you all honestly, guys, I look forward to every Wednesday Day because we don't usually just talk about the certain topic, but we talk about pretty much all sort of entrepreneurship, you know? And I even mentioned to Mark as well, I think what we discussed a few days ago that we should change the name. And I'm I'm pretty much on board with that name. I love the name, you know? Uh, I may as well say say that name, Mark, should I? Yeah, go for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, guys, you you guys come up with the name, The first Million is the Hardest. And I think it's, it's, it's a very catchy, it's a beautiful name for our show, you know?
2: nice do you think we should carry that forth to the uh podcast and everything just make it a bit of a theme
1: 100 percent. i totally agree because especially when we're bringing in more guests as well clients and other entrepreneurs and other businesses business owners will be joining our show and they'll be discussing what sort of hurdles and obstacles they've been through and how they're doing like where where they are in their journey
3: yeah i i i think one of the the biggest strengths going forward will potentially be you know an interview weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, whatever mm. Mr. Wogan suggests of, of, of clients from, you know, the smallest to the largest. I mean, I mean, Mark summed it up quite well the other week, you know, when he was saying that everybody is fearful of speaking to a new accountant or their existing accountant. And in fact, I heard him say to someone today, you know, the first thing people think is we work for the tax man. You know, we don't, we work, we work for our clients. I mean if you want to pay the most you possibly can pay to the tax man you know do it yourself if you want to pay what you legally have to pay uh and we can show you the best way to make your tax paying efficient well you know that's where your accountant comes in but he was so right you know the first the first reaction from a from a first time startup is often well you're working for the taxman no we're not you know we are working for you we have, you know, we have compliance issues, we have data integrity issues, we have membership, we're ICAW regulated, we are governed by the rules of the you know, the best, most powerful accountancy institute in the world. And we're always on the client side, which means to explain where they are, to explain what liabilities do exist, but also to explain, you know, what reliefs, what assistance, what grants. And I think we've said it over several weeks before you know the hmrc can be your best
1: friend yeah as long as you know how to deal with them well you know, we property. i mean
3: i thought mark was the expert on dealing with them until one of his clients did their very own deal you know a couple of weeks ago mark up in the northeast. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that was phenomenal <laughs> off, i mean off the charts
2: i do really you know rank myself in dealing with hmrc i almost enjoy it really even investigations. But we had a client who <laughs> called up to set up a payment plan and um, <clears throat> it turned out it was someone from his school and he managed to get it spread over something like 56 months, which is just a record. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Just from wow. recognising someone's voice. That is that is amazing. You know, yeah.
3: the, Wiz- the Wizard of Tax, Mark's personal best, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was probably 24 months or maybe yeah. even... 30 months but this is like nearly twice that this is five years to pay off a paye national insurance debt unheard of
2: well we've actually picked up a client richard doesn't even know about this one which is um someone that's been investigated for a cayman island brazil structure and hmrc investigating it (laughs) <laughs> didn't like the guy didn't like the the individual and really had was going for it the accountant he had wasn't strong enough in terms of investigations and he's now facing a three hundred thousand pound fine we're now coming oh, wow. to the to the table and then now having to negotiate and work with hmRC and the client in order to prove that this was a loss making company and the structure was correct and try and appeal this because for me. You know, I only heard one side of the story the other day, which was, you know, the individual. And it's like, you know, hearing the, the one side from um, a divorcee, you know, uh, you, you tend to, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. However, now I've seen all the evidence that he is being very harshly treated. So quite looking forward to this one, to be honest.
3: And where is yeah. where's, where's he based or he or she based?
2: Well, in L.A. spends his time between L.A. and the U.K. Married to an American girl. Um, so there's lots of work in terms of getting it. It, it for me, he is loss-making. So that now they're trying to say that the company is run from the UK because he spends ma- the majority of his time and it's centrally managed here in the UK. Now that might be the case, but it's loss-making. So you know, if he's you know if he's taking any funds now, what he did, he used his personal account yeah. to uh, take payments on behalf of the company. Now, if that was minuted and documented and things like that, this issue kind of goes away. And you you, you don't baffle HMRC with paperwork, but you say, right, here it is. Here's the flow. Richard's often heard me say, you've got to document everything. You know, you really do have to have a timeline, especially when you're in things like this.
3: Oh, it's a daily, it's a daily mentor, that one.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely because it's like a code case isn't it like when you go the code they ask you the very first thing they ask you to do is log everything so when it comes to business why 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 can't we just log everything for the business you know um this is something where a lot of people actually don't do it it's just be, basically they, they get lazy or whatever you want to call it
2: yeah i mean the importance of paper. you have to get pinched really you have to really hurt to um, to realise the importance of, you know, this is perfect stuff about the first million is the hardest. You know, <laughs> you really do have to feel that pain of not keeping records properly, or or not documenting something. Or I mean, how many times have you been asked for a piece of paper, and you go, shit, I, I, I've left it somewhere, or it's gone. You know, I mean, even going back to me and Richard when we first started, you know, we got these two big printers now, you know, with scanners. That was a huge moment for us, <laughs> you know. We never had that. I remember Richard being on the floor, paper scattered everywhere. We downloaded an app, and we thought that was amazing. Scanning yeah, this piece of paper—that
3: that was Adobe Scan. Or we would have it yeah. laid out on the carpet, and we and we could do a single PDF file using that. <laughs> that was it. And, and key point, and it was free. And yeah. then, you know, fast forward twenty-four months, and we have probably one of the most well touch wood. Touch wood. Two of the most reliable scanners we've probably ever had, which don't seem to have let us down today, and they are what hundred pound or something. Yeah, there that's apps?
2: it. But it's it's building systems in place. You know, now as the case, you know, as it comes into me, it goes over to Cheval who puts it on the system and dates it according to you know month, uh, year, month, day, and then what the subject is. It's all these systems in place. But we've been stung where you've been asked for paperwork and it hasn't been there or it's in a big pile of paper somewhere or God knows when we were moving office or Richard's boot, my boot it could be anywhere (laughs) Uh, that that importance of having paperwork is, you know, it is crucial and you're able to then give the advice. I mean, even Richard today, we were paying a, uh, a CCJ for a client and you just know how it works. Now you're on hold. You're speaking to them. It just comes with experience. You know, you just know what you've got to do. You know, the times to call if you're not on by, uh, eight o'clock or half past eight. Well, you got to leave it till tomorrow because yeah, <laughs> it's never going to happen.
3: And of course, you know they say eight till six or whatever. But you you learn the tricks of the trade at ten to eight. Some uh, some non-work shy civil servant has logged in early, and, and and you're the first one off the rank. You know, and in you go, and you literally can sometimes get through with what two or three rings. But so, yeah, oh, I'm
2: oh, half them later, guys. Good luck. Yeah. Them guys in particular, you Know it, it, twice has happened to me where you go, they say, oh, we'll send you a link in order to pay. And you go, oh, right. Yeah, fine. Right. No link comes across and you go, that's it for two more days. And then you forget to call and it might be a week. And all of a sudden you're, you know, you're incompetent. So the key now is right. I'm staying on the phone until you send me the link. That's, then it comes through. You know, these, these are all little things you just learned, but it, it started for us now. You know, someone said to me today on the call, you know, you've got to value your time. You know, fool's time's wasted. And it really is. You know, you want to get results. Your clients want to get the most of the partner time, of mine and rich's time, and then be able to utilise our staff. So that means your staff have got to be better trained. They need to be able to answer more questions. And that all comes with time and
1: training as well. Yeah. With time, the time, you learn everything anyway. Of no. Well, yeah. I
3: mean, that's one of our biggest, isn't it? Every day is a school day that that is drilled into all our staff from day 1.
1: Mm. Yeah, and that's why you're expanding, you guys, you know. Now, before I cover the main topic, which would be about furlough scheme and whatever you know about it and how businesses are in trouble and what they should do about it, let me just play a quick uh, audio clip just to let our audience know what we're all about. And then after that, we got to cover furlough because I've got a few people actually uh, who are a small business and they jumped onto the furlough scheme. And now the the staff are back on and now they're kind of a little bit bit scared. I've got massive fear of how they're going to survive, you know. So look, before I do that, let me just play the quick audio clip.
0: Welcome to the Cubed Audio Show. Whether you are an entrepreneur, an influencer, a sole trader, starting your first business or currently running a successful business, Cubed's got you covered. We discuss topics around accountancy, tax, business advice, raising investment, helping you to manage your wealth and marketing to scale your business. Before we start, we would like to inform you all our audio shows are subject to be recorded by accepting an invitation to speak. You are granting us permission to record your presence. So let's get this show started.
1: Brilliant. So let's just talk about furlough scheme. What is like what is happening with furlough scheme? I believe that scheme has ended is that right
3: yeah well well furlough as it has touched 12.8 million people or whatever the number was um ended technically on the 30th of september 2021 the furlough scheme technically started on the 22nd of march 2020 and uh, i remember when it was announced me and mark were you know looking at each other and they said we're going to have the systems in place by the end of april and you're thinking five weeks for the biggest technical change ever seen on hmrc systems yeah right and lo it came to pass you know within i think eight days before the end of april they had the system operational up and running and you could claim the tail of march And all the furlough pay for your staff in April within eight days of the end of April. So everybody could get paid monthly staff as per normal with the government picking up 80% of the bill. And in that first month and a bit, the government was also picking up any pension costs, any employer's national insurance costs. And I think it's now well documented. It was the most generous um, subsidized Employer payroll scheme in the world during the pandemic, and you know I didn't believe they'd put it in place. I probably processed—I'm not quite sure. Probably lost count. I don't know. Maybe a couple of hundred furlough claims over you know the following eighteen months, and I can honestly say it's one of the—it was one of the easiest systems to use. Um, and you have to take your hat off to HMRC. You know so the furlough scheme, as it was intended, which was to subsidize the bulk of employees' cost for the employer if they kept them in employment. So it was a sensible scheme in the sense that if everybody would have been made redundant laid off unemployed, all that would have happened there would have been a shift into the you know the working tax credits into the universal credit into the benefit system, and it would have just been another government department picking up the, picking up the tab anyway and more importantly everybody would have been worse off the employees the employers and you know that that sense of and everyone's in it together so the answer to your question furlough has ended ended on the 3rd of september but for a lot of businesses um you know the, the trials tribulations and challenges only then began
1: Okay. Now, what what are the main challenges at the moment the businesses are facing because of it? Obviously, at that time, everyone enjoyed it. Uh, UK government really helped the businesses, entrepreneurs, um, for whatever amount of time, 18, 20 months. And which was, as you explained, that it was a really good system in place to genuinely help businesses in the UK. But what are the after effects now? Because well, I recently read articles, a lot of businesses are suffering because of it.
3: Well, you know, that's an interesting uh, you know, hearsay if you like. But the government statistics that were published only a few weeks ago suggest that more people are now in employment than were in employment in March 2020. So, you know, I expected like a lot of sort of observers expected was, you know, once the furlough scheme once that that support was taken away and companies coming out of uh, a crisis had to stand on their own two feet there would be all sorts of uh, chaos and people would be laying off and unemployment would rise you know couple that with inflation and it was going to be almost a perfect storm now as it happens the perfect storm is coming and it's coming in april but that's nothing to do with unemployment it's nothing to do with furlough it's nothing to do with the pandemic it's got to do with you know utility gas and electric prices so that are going to go up 45 percent in april which is going to be the biggest single hit to I think most businesses. I mean, we've yet to see that come through because, you know, as you know, we recently in December moved into new premises, which are larger. So the, the relatively small electric bills that we've been used to back on the farm are only going to get bigger and they're going to be aided and abetted by the, oh, not the ombudsman, the um, the, the off in regulator who's going to cap the increase to only 45% now. You know capping an increase to only 45 percent. if you analyze that sentence i mean how how horrendous is that yeah now challenges i mean i'm just trying to think mark some of our most of our businesses had during the lockdown they had kind of right-sized themselves you know those that saw a, an immediate fall off of business you know, some as much as ninety-eight percent fall off in business in you know in thirty days. Some of those saw the writing on the wall. Oh, sorry, sorry. Saw the writing on the wall, right-sized themselves. You know, got their operating costs down, negotiated with their landlord, got some rent and other payment holidays, and started to plan as early as last summer, uh, summer twenty twenty. <laughs> Because if you remember when furlough first came into place, March, it was only scheduled to last until September, 2020. Then it was extended. It was gonna be extended to March 21. And then everyone said, oh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And then it was extended again. And then on that occasion, they said, right, we're extending it, but this will be the last. And this is how we're gonna taper it out. So everybody had fair warning. You know, The support from government was reducing and reducing and reducing. So the moment, when everybody stepped off that government assistance, first uh, of October, twenty twenty one, you know they were already picking up now the bulk of the cost They were having to pay the national insurance contributions that the employer has to pay. They were having to pay, you know, forty percent plus of wages and salaries. They were having to now pay their any pension entitlements. So, the, the you know the emphasis had shifted from government support. Uh, Over that sort of 18 months to now you're on your own and it was documented Everyone could see it out there then as you know, you had the bounce-back loan scheme that was um, That was much publicized much reported and much abused as I think Rishi wrote off Was it four billion pounds the other day saying that that was the expected level of fraud? I'm sure we'll see that number creep up over the next three or four months, but then they introduced the recovery loan scheme. So not just um, bounce back not just what they originally called the coronavirus impact business development scheme but they also now have moved on to the recovery loan scheme and in fact we now have fairly strong relationships with three main high street banks who have actually confessed in private to us that you know conventional lending has almost taken a back seat because all of the main banks are actually queuing up to lend under the recovery loan scheme for the very obvious reason, that the bulk of that debt is guaranteed by the government still. So um, do we have many clients in crisis? I I don't think so. You know, none that were really a direct consequence of the pandemic.
4: Um,
2: Yeah, like you said, a lot of them resized. However, there was a few that definitely carried on when they shouldn't have, just due to the furlough scheme. And as soon as that ended, everyone was gone. And they... um, they went to kind of move to close down the companies or uh, just massively resize. Um, But yeah, I mean, the furlough scheme was pretty good. You know, it was, it was run really well. How many do you think, what percentage do you think of our clients were using the furlough scheme? Probably 50,
3: 60%. Well, yeah, every, every per, every company, every organization that had people on their payroll, on the 28th of February 2020, which was the first cutoff point, used it. Yeah, e- everybody, and we probably have what I don't know, 70, 80 payroll. So you know, that's a, it's a fair chunk. Fair chunk.
2: Yeah, we've recently taken on a payroll lady for that
3: beautiful job.
1: <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. So we've got we've got Jasper on the stage as well. Jasper have you got any questions for us? Hey, guys. I, uh,
4: I just jumped in because I was just like, this this uh, conversation is quite interesting. Um, I was just listening to Richard there about, um, obviously, the bounce back alone and everything last couple of months. And I, you really had me thinking there as well, because I think a lot of people were bracing themselves. Uh, I, I know I a lot of people that downsized, even in furlough. Um, and then when furlough came in, they just kept the remainder until furlough ended. And then there was another big shift. Um, so I think a lot of people that are here now made changes and the people that didn't make it actually stopped in COVID, I think, was the kind of part that I saw um, and some of the things that I saw um, around the time because some people just decided to um, stop and pack up in COVID and some people carried, out, uh, carried on. And I think the ones that have carried on were the ones that were able to adapt quite quickly. Um, and they're the companies now that I think are kind of ready and are working. And I think most companies I speak to now they're working to three month plans and uh, and three month strategies just in case something happens or something closes. And I think that's what's kept a lot of companies still going because um, they've kind of shaped them up, shaped themselves up to be more adaptable um, and more robust because of
3: this. Yeah, I'm genuine. I'm genuinely trying to think of one of our clients. That has closed down since October.
4: I don't. I think most people are actually gaining business now. It's especially mm. since um, I would say last year July when things started to open up in the summer. Um, I think a lot of people were sick and tired of being restricted, and I've seen a lot of people gaining business and, said, and I've had a lot of conversations with entrepreneurs, and they're like, "Yeah, we've was well, January's coming, and we've literally been surrounded by amount of work. Um, it, it's great." Um, it shows that there's a lot of stuff happening in terms of businesses. And I've, I've seen a lot of new businesses open up as well. That is another thing.
2: Massively. Yeah, huge amount. I would say um, the majority of our clients, you, you don't want to say it, but maybe better off. They've streamlined. Yeah. They've maybe got rid of some people. They've reduced their cost. Um, and people just seem to be, I don't know, maybe have more disposable income. I mean, it really feels like they do.
4: It's it's really interesting because I was speaking to someone about this um, last week, actually. It's just that because people can't afford to have any excess expense, uh, because they have to be robust, they have to be adaptable, they have to basically be thinking about, I need to have enough cash flow in the bank to kind of survive three months in case we go back into lockdown. Uh, people are a lot more cautious, but at the same time, because of that, they're not having any wasted expenditure. So they are more cash richer, I think now than they have been in the last couple of years i don't know it, it could just be me but that's what i feel like i've been seeing
2: no it definitely feels like that you know even looking at the house prices you know, outside of london they you know they've shot up because people yeah, have disposable, disposable income it's um but, you know, we've definitely... bank loans
4: them. might have helped with that. Though. Yeah,
2: yeah, they might have. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, I mean, we've definitely seen an increase in new companies, startup companies, massively. You know, online businesses have really kicked on. Um, and I think people are now, you know, I've seen like side hustles, you know, people's side hustles just absolutely blow up. You know, we, I was doing the accounts for an aesthetics company today. Where I looked at it, I was like, this is mental. It just—it probably tripled in terms wow. and profit. It, it was just mad. Um, yeah, you know, well, digital businesses well, what, are doing really well. Well,
3: what about the, um, the I don't know if you used it last week, but the example of the lady who was a dog walker, dog sitter, going going into COVID. COVID comes. Everybody wants to walk their own dog. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going anywhere, so nobody needs stay-at-home dog sitters. So she umbernard wondered. Took her last four hundred quid, bought some raw, you know what they call bath bone and raw food products out of a, a factory in Derby, and took the plunge, set up a new business, sold it for eight hundred pound, week one, and uh, I was I was looking at the records this afternoon, and she's now annualizing a third of a million. Wow! Wow! That's amazing. And that is that's brilliant. And that is I, you know, that is audited, testified fact um you know and she actually i was driving home this evening actually and she actually phoned me again and she said i know that you know i know that because she was worried that she hadn't got any accountants in place which is how she came to us and we went me and mark went down to visit her we saw her set up uh, you know she explained her cost structures and and it goes back to what mark's always said you know you know oh i don't really understand business i don't understand what what she understands is what she buys it for and what she sells it for? I buy two mm-hmm. and a half grand's worth of food off that supplier, and I sell it for five. Well, you know what? You could do a lot worse in business than to, you know, than to make a hundred percent markup on everything you sell. And again, she, she, but she's so sort of like worried that what she was seeing wasn't true. So again, looking for that reinforcement, I'm driving up the A1 this evening in the rain, and she and she phones me up again, and she goes, I, I, "Are you sure we're doing okay? Are you <laughs> sure we're doing okay?" And I said, "I said if if I had." Ten percent in your business, I'd be very, very happy, and uh, you know. And now we've, you know, so we've managed to get all, ourselves set up on a cloud accounting software. One of our staff went down to visit her this morning to get the bank feeds working, to get the software downloading, and uh, you know, first accounts will be showing a profit. And it all started with four hundred quid worth of frozen dog food.
2: Amazing. I mean, she's she's a prime example. She said when that was first going on. She said so many times she thought, oh, I could really do with that 400 quid, you know? Have mm. I done the right thing? You know, she's a prime example. But, you know, a lot of our clients, when we pick them up, you know, that's why I think that we kind of do a bit different. We, we get people to learn about their business. You, so many clients you pick up, like uh, the guy, we got a floor layer that came in yesterday. You know, he was saying, you guys do the numbers. I-, I do what I'm good at. And that's, that's fair enough. You know, I agree, you know, we can do all that. But I do, do believe that a business owner should know you know, does that look out of place? Marketing costs seem a bit high. Cost of sales. What have I got in stock? They should know their business a little bit. So we try yeah. and encourage that as well yeah, as, but, uh, as taking care of it
3: You know, la- last night's uh, master masterclass on the whiteboard <laughs> was um, was was brought about because he had uh, the best part of a six thousand pound VAT bill, and that created anxiety, right? Mm. But what we were able to explain and go through line by line was what that meant was he was doing better than he'd ever done for some time. And, <laughs> and then because he was cloud-based software, we pressed a button is I don't even know how much I did last year. I don't even know. press the button. There was his per, there was his sales. There was his gross margin month by month from January to December last year. And we said, does that look about right? Third of a million. And he goes, oh yeah he said am i making money am i making yeah and then as i said mark broke it down you know the cost of your materials the cost of your underlay the cost of your subcontractors this is what you're making on a typical day what are your fixed costs your shop your van your petrol yeah you're doing okay you know and um, and and it was literally it was the anxiety brought about by a large vat bill which by definition means you're selling more stuff and I often go back to that mantra and say, it doesn't matter what business you're in, from eyelashes to property development, from cryptocurrency to you know, plumbing, sooner or later, you have to sell more stuff.
4: Yeah, it's part of, it's part of the growth period. It's just, it's part of that, um, well, any business lifespan and life cycle, it's just the process. It,
2: it, it's also mentality. You know, We've all been looking at our accounts and going, oh, it looks all right, and then you get to the end of the quarter and bang, you get a VAT, all your corporation tax, or they all hit at once, and PAYU. Yeah. You know, when you, when you say to yourself, like that guy came in last night and we worked out that his net VAT after sales and purchases was about 7% of the gross on sales, so we just said, put 10% aside. Everything that comes in, put 10% aside, and know that that is going to cover you. Now, mm-hmm. if he did that for that last quarter, he'd have had £6,000 over the top saved which which would have been great
4: yeah you
2: would have seen that now we all know when you start a business to say put 10 percent aside is like i can't, i can't do that You must <laughs> be joking you know you, you're pulling out 100 quid here and just trying to survive but <laughs> yes, when you, uh, yeah when you do get to that level and you know it's going you know it's getting better then you just need to have that bit of planning and me and richard you know we're chartered accountants everyone thinks you know, you know how to save and plan. But we still look at that account and think it's all yours. And then we go, oh, God, have you seen the VAT this quarter? Oh, Jesus. You know, and <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we get that anxiety. You know, both of us have thought, oh, there's a lot of bills coming in. You, Everyone's going to face it. But if you can plan and put that little 10% aside, it, it softens the blow.
4: No, 100%.
3: Mm. yeah also and also it's nice as Mark said that you know most of our clients come to us in you know typically either in a a, you know in a lockdown meltdown or in a a little growth spurt and they come to us for reassurance and because of the transparency because the granularity you can now have at your fingertips with the right software with the bank feeds, you can be on top of everything. You know, does that look right? You know, I mean, Mark, Mark's looking at a set of accounts this afternoon and instantly it's like, that's not right, you know? And and that's what we try and get all of our clients to understand is that you should be the ones spotting where it starts to go out of whack. Cause you know, are you really spending that much on advertising? Are you, re- should you be spending that much on diesel? Should you be spending that much on raw materials, you know? Know your business and learn it with the help of your accountant, ideally. It's,
2: It's also learning where a client wants to see valuable information. Do they want to see advertising as a cost of sale? Do they want legal fees actually split out from professional fees? Do they want certain suppliers to be treated different ways? It's using that information as a business owner to make better decisions. So we were always learning. But, you know, on that example, I looked at a trial balance and it was overdrawn by three and a half thousand. Now it's starling And I know they won't give you an overdraft to that amount. So you just know straight away that something's wrong or something's amiss. And it was a client that had been posting entries into a bank incorrectly. So... And the but, error
3: was a lot more than three and a half thousand.
1: That's right. That's right. Well that is a good bit of bit of information but that lady um who started off her business from only 400 quid right we have to get her onto our show oh we've already tried we're trying to get her on the the podcast (laughs) no way yeah yeah was she that would be that would be really good that would be a source of inspiration for a lot of business owners a lot of young entrepreneurs well you i know, thought
3: what we might do as well as use it as a marketing opportunity for her and i'll bring in one of my dogs mark can bring in one of his she can bring in one of hers and uh, you know then the then the uh, the first green room broadcast live from Harpenden will be complete
1: that would be that would be amazing <laughs> she's be unbelievably
3: amazing. humble She's—you
1: don't want to say
2: she's your perfect client, but she she kind of is, because you're mm. you're not in awe, but you see it and you go, this is a this could be huge. Firstly, but you just want to help someone like that who is completely trusting of the account. But like most of our clients, you know, eventually they all get there where they're just complete trust with us. But she just needed that assistance and horses for courses, which is the same we use and do all you're good at, and we'll take care of that and make sure you got the right information that you know you're doing well.
3: Yeah, and the other thing that was really quite hu- not humbling—it's the wrong word—but she said, "Well, obviously, you know, we we're saying, well, you, you seem to have like twelve hundred clients, and you seem to be doing thirty thousand of sales this month." And she goes, "Well, obviously, getting the customers is the easy bit." And we're going, "Hang on a sec, <laughs> no, it's not, no, it's not. That's yeah. the
1: hardest bit you for know, yeah. most most businesses. You
3: have got over a thousand repeat buying." customers on your books as of now and they've they've come from nowhere in in actually she started in august in yeah in, that's under, insane. In, in under 18 months and you think that's the easy bit i'll tell you the easy bit the easy bit is what we do you know doing they, that is they, tough
2: they really do work hard though you know it's a it's a father um not father um son mother and son, it's mother and, son. Mother and, son. Um, and there's the hours they do and just the graft you've just got to admire them you know they really just start something and it's um it's snowball and it's it's great
3: well also, also they've got a you know they've recently about four or five months ago took on some rented premises didn't know where they could afford it you know and in their rented premises they've actually got a mezzanine raised floor and on the it's like a warehouse basically and on the mezzanine raised floor they've got a sofa a desk a tv because they spend so much time there they have netflix coming into their mezzanine floor because they're doing 20 hour days when they first started the 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 same guy the one driver would would deliver to south london scotland manchester norfolk you know exeter canterbury you know that is hard graft. that is the hard yards and hopefully you know their first million will be the hardest but it will be the first of many because you know i personally as you know i'm a big dog lover i mean we're all dog lovers at the cube um you know i started my animals on the bone and raw food diet about five or six years ago and with one exception which was you know actually an operation that was required the vet bills went to nothing because it was a healthier diet and this is the basis of this woman's business now the the company i buy from which is based in norfolk called nature's menu is massive it's the number one supplier but they did the same they started like seven eight years ago she could be that big she might be bought by them she might buy them you know so let's let's see how let's see where that one goes but definitely um one to have a tenor on
2: yeah i mean we were able to stand back and look at it as well and give little you know little snippets i mean she's growing her instagram following i think there's six or seven thousand you know over this very short period you know majority of them customers buy from her you know for me you should have an online shop you know it's telling that look get an online shop within instagram you've got it on the website it's very good but you know tailor to that audience you're putting some really good stuff out there you should really tailor for it and even some ads and things like that you know it's now getting to that stage where they need to start marketing and and, and maybe taking some people on and things like that. But these are all bits that we were able to look at or, or stand back and look at it and just make sure that it, that from a customer point of view, it flowed. You know, we've all had to do that in our business. We've had to do that. I've actually called up and kind of gone through the whole process of how a sign up for us works to see if we can make it better, more efficient, more professional. And from going through that experience, you can try and pass them things on to a client
3: yeah and she was she was saying she sells on she she takes orders on instagram she takes orders on whatsapp she takes orders on email she takes orders over the telephone she takes a few orders via her website which in her own admission is a very poor website now mark's just given her the clue that you know get those things working get them feeding into quickbooks get them you know sky's the limit i mean i'll be she, she the one thing we did say didn't we Mark, when we went down to see it was, you know, don't make the mistake that we made, which was to hold back on taking on more staff too late. You know, we, we probably, you know, hired our first two or three staff, maybe six months too late because, you know, it's the fear of, can you carry their wages? You know, once you go to, from once you go from being a wage taker to a wage maker, you know, your, 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 your sense of responsibility grows and you're, you know, right now we, you know, if we don't sell more stuff and if we don't do what we do, the 12 people's salaries don't get paid. Mm. You know, that is, that is a fear that can restrict you. And sometimes you've just got to have a little bit more self-confidence and, and we, and part of our role is to give the numbers which breed the confidence, which breed the growth, which give her, you know, the self belief to take on that next, the, the second driver or, the first, you know, box packer in the warehouse. Be interesting, as I say. Watch this space. She's definitely one to follow.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. Well I can't wait to see her Ashley, hopefully. Very soon, you know. Um yeah. So guys, um yeah definitely I'll be I'll be looking forward to see her in next few weeks time and hopefully she will agree to do do a live show with us. That would be that would be amazing.
2: We'll get working on her
1: for you. <laughs> happy days, happy days, you know. Also, um, the next week's topic before we go, actually, I want to mention that we're going to be talking about cryptocurrencies, NFTs, blockchain, which is right up your valley, Jasser, if I'm not wrong. So, if you could join us next week, that would be great, and and you could give give us a little bit of little bit of lesson about blockchain.
4: Yeah, that would be straight up my alley. That would be quite fun. Looking forward to that then. Uh,
1: Uh, Absolutely.
3: I mean, and and just from our perspective, we've uh, we've taken on quite a few little clients recently who have been issuing and you know issuing tokens, taking on coins. One of the aspects that would be helpful if you've got much experience in the liquidity pool providers, you know, you know, from 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 the slightly grey, shall we say, with the pancake swap to maybe some of the uh, more robust and uh, safer operations out there.
4: Yeah, there's there's a few things we can discuss for sure um yeah definitely looking forward to that that would be quite fun
2: i'm working on a uh a blog regarding tokens and nfts and how attacks and things like that so hopefully i'll have it out before next week but if not it'll be soon after
4: yeah no 100 if you could send that to me as well it'd be good to have a discussion on well, Course, one, of, yeah, yeah. one of the key things questions i always get um from business and projects maybe it's kind of overlaps with your blog is um how well how do i hold my cryptocurrency what's the best way and then how do i report it when i cash out that's mm. always the two biggest dilemmas everyone has
2: yeah i mean it's a bit of a not a sticky subject but it's it's a, when you realize that gain and what they're saying now is that if you're realizing it in a, a stable coin you might need to declare it as well and normally it mm-hmm. was when you turn into fiat get it into your bank account so yeah, I'm working on something on that. But um, the biggest option for me is this uh, thing called rollover relief, where you can roll this gain into qualifying assets, mm. uh, which, which could really work for people.
3: Oh. So, this is
1: something we need to cover next week. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll cover NFTs, cryptos. How about also um, adding
3: their definition of what is and what is not a security?
1: Yeah, most re- people be- don't know
3: this week oh it was massive this week massive how many uh you know how many lawyers does it take to give an opinion on whether something is an asset or a security the answer is how many can you afford
4: yeah
2: <laughs> the price no, starts with a comma it's whether it's one digit
1: or two digits in front of it correct yeah so that should be a good one so jas please join us and uh, Mark Richard, if you guys can invite a few more people, I've, i we'll have Mirage as well. We'll have we'll have full house, you know, here, and um, we'll have a we'll have a pretty good discussion. Actually,
4: Ozzy, if you can send me a leaflet on this uh, or just the title of it, I could probably share this with. I'm actually going tomorrow to a crypto co working space, so with lots of crypto businesses. Um, many okay. of them might be interested
1: what i'm going to do i'm going to send you the link the whole um, um what you call event is published on our website on cubedconsultancy.com but also i will share our instagram as she posted as well that you can share with your instagram and and get people to sign up on it as well i've
4: got a group of i think over 150 people on actively on whatsapp that are specializing in crypto etc uh, I can just I can just share the link on there and you'll probably get a bunch of people interested. Perfect. In
1: that would be that would be amazing. Thanks very much, Jason. No really appreciate it. Great. No, that'd be a great show. Yeah, it will be amazing. It will be amazing. Okay guys, so thanks very much. Um again, another powerful show. So tune in for next Wednesday um on clubhouse app at 8pm we're gonna be talking about cryptocurrencies nfts blockchain and this is something very very hot topic these days so guys thanks very much and have a fantastic evening bye bye
2: thanks for hosting. thanks so much everyone thank you very much take care
0: you've got plans ideas dreams to achieve great things and leave your mark on the world Whether you are an entrepreneur, an influencer, a sole trader, starting your first business, or a seasoned business owner and leader, reaching your goals can be difficult to do on your own. Give yourself the best chance for success by removing worry and stress. After all, you spend a lot of your time working, so you need to make every minute count. Cubed consultancy is large enough to meet all your financial needs, but still small enough to know your name when you call. We give each of our clients the individual attention they deserve. Finances might seem boring and time-consuming for you, but they aren't for us. From accountancy and bookkeeping, to tax and payroll services, business advice, raising investment and even helping you to manage your wealth. Cubed's got you covered. We help our clients save time so they can achieve freedom. So focus on what you want. Focus on what you love. Dream big. Innovate. And create. And take some time for yourself. Leave the rest to us.